everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night, like uh, Darren, Cole, and Josh, but I am Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And today, uh, after watching Yellow Card Vanguard's video, which will be down in the show notes if you want to watch it, uh, about playing to win versus playing to not lose, uh, we, we thought we would talk about that ourselves, but more in the realm of deck building mm. yeah so this is something that i kind of have a i think it's something we're talking about i just think i, I kind of have a weird uh oh. so deck building i think so you end up with the situation a lot where people will like be like building a deck this is more common in games that have more answers like mm-hmm. you know a game like magic right where people are like oh but you you can play this card for this situation right mm-hmm. Like I, I like let's look, uh, let's look at a, a, a more recent example. I was playing in a Modern Horizons two uh, sealed event last Saturday, and I had a card called Chef's Kiss, which can redirect the target of a spell and then copy that spell and assign it to another random target uh, that my opponent controls. Um, but the problem with a card like that is it requires kind of a very specific situation, um, and like it's like oh well I can. It's 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 like, so somebody told me to put this card in my deck, and I was like, this card looks unplayable. So like, <laughs> no, this card's actually a two for one, and I and I and I played it one match or one game, and I drew it and it rotted my hand the whole game, and I was like, all right, I'm never playing this card again. Uh, and I'm just like, okay, so why did they why did they think this card was good? Why did they think this card should have been in my deck? And steel deck building is very restricted. There's not a lot there's not a lot of cards you have access to. But there's still a lot of freedom in what you're able to do with your deck. Uh, so this this card is just like, I need to be in position where both of us have creatures, and then my opponent points a removal spell at one of my creatures. Which seems like it should be a common situation. But it turns out, when you know, typically, uh, when people are in kind of stalled board states, they're not willing to use a removal spell on a random creature. They mm-hmm. want to use a removal spell on a bomb. But I didn't really have any bombs, which means they were never. <laughs> the situation just wasn't really going to come up. Uh, so anyway, I just so I cut the card, and I built just a kind of very consistent like three color deck, and then I didn't lose a, didn't lose a match. Mm-hmm. So I lost. The only game I've lost was the game that I played Cheskis, and then I was like, okay, I'm never playing this card ever again. <laughs> <laughs> And drew it because you know that's two. So, yeah. I think the playing to win versus playing, to, you know, playing to not lose is a very, very old discussion in like the MTG community, where kind of there are certain lines where you can say, "Oh, I can play around every card, but it doesn't help me win the game." Yeah, and or, or I can play around most cards and have a chance to win the game at all. Yeah, um, e- even playing like just older vanguard even where uh you'd be playing cards where uh they were good for making one specific kind of column um if you happen to draw x other thing or search x other thing and you're like dude really is this well they're like yeah but it, it would be as they put it really cool if i could if i could pull it off that way and you're like dude it's just it's it, it, yes if you get that combo off, it will look really nice, but it doesn't... It's not going to happen 
all as much as you want it to. And I or the, the, the Tachi Kaze like uh, infinite seven K attacks like Liquid Luck Grade Two or whatever. Yeah, that, like mm-hmm. never is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I think the general rule of thumb is if it's a three card combo or more, you're likely not. It's not worth the time unless you can search all three pieces like very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Personally, I think even with a lot of searching, three card combos are still quite clunky. Yeah, and like, I think that in every game. I guess Alchemagic kind of counts as a, a three-card combo, but at least in I that mean, case, it's any two you're orders. You're literally guaranteed one of them, and yeah, yeah it can be any two orders. Yeah. But, it's, you know, you, you still got to, like, find orders. There have been times where, where you've uh, just drawn the not orders or I, not milled any, and you're like, shit. I think what's more common is you find two of the same order. Yes. Yeah, speaking of, I have two griefs in my hand right now. You're like, ooh, this is very cool and exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm just drawing two copies of the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, I have two GDR. And you're like, yep, these don't do anything. Very cool. Do, do you ever uh, get multiple copies of your Persona ride in your hand? And, you're, and like, this should be a good thing, but, like... There are turns in between and all that stuff, and you're like, shit. I oh, it. like, you have, like, three Zorga in your hand, and you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, less of a problem in that deck, though. It's more yeah. of a problem in, like, ba- like uh, I guess, like, Nirvana, where you just have a million Nirvanas in your hand, and you're like, yeah. I would like things to call. Yeah, or, yeah. or for Bruce or Magnolia, that they're not too... <laughs> Especially for Magnolia, because you're like, I need this to work, but this is I don't need you all at once right now. Yeah, I mean, you could actually get away with it in Zorga anyway, by just calling it as a beater. Yeah. You do have Ghost Chase. <laughs> yes, you do. If you need to, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's still, like, atrocious, and, and like, I don't, it feels really bad in Nirvana. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of Ghost Chase, I, I was uh, going through my Zorga deck today, and I realized that I don't think I necessarily need Ghost Chase as much as I do in something like Magnolia, which calls random cards from the top of the deck, and sometimes they're important to have in hand. And yes, it's good for recycling stuff, but I think it doesn't really help you win in Zorga's case. Mm, oh, I that's true. I've I don't know. I've cut it. It's worked out pretty good. Um, I think I would much rather use it for things like, uh, you know, GDR and, uh, you know, I keep calling it Cursed Seal of the Forbidden Spell, but that's Yu-Gi-Oh. It's uh, Cursed Seal of the Forbidden Spell. Cursed Souls squir- Squirming in Agony. There we go. Um, yeah. yeah. Curse Seal of Forbidden Spell was pretty good. That was That's a, not true. That was a fun card. It was not only can you not use that spell card, you can't use that spell card for the rest of the game because fuck you. And Do people like use that for something. Uh, I know they used it in the anime for one specific reason. No, that card saw actual play at some point. It did, but it was like a very specific reason. Oh, because the the whole kicker was you had to discard a spell card to use it, which means it was a minus because you were negating something. While also discarding, um, but that, that's also a hyper specific thing. Where if that sounds like a, a deck building choice you make, 
versus your friend that you play on the playground and he happens to run three copies of a specific spell card you have trouble dealing with. And you're just like, all right, you know what? I'm playing this just to fuck over Tad. Nobody else, just Tad. <laughs> you know, this card definitely sees, like, random play. Yeah. Just because, like, I guess if you, like... I, I don't have any, like, specific, like, examples off the top of my head. But I, I feel like it saw play at some point uh, for random... I think maybe at different, po- like, ran- different points for, like, random reasons. Even though it's, like, a very narrow and stupid card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, of a deck where heavily relies on a card, like, you know, like, uh, what, Sky Striker? Yeah. Like, that might be a place where it would be okay, but still not, like, definitely has a lot of requirements, right? Because you have to discard a spell card. Mm-hmm. But there are, like, plenty of good spell cards. But again, I don't know if it actually saw play, or I'm just uh, hallucinating. Iron- <laughs> ironically, you could probably use it in Sky Strikers because of how many spell cards. <laughs> yeah, for the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it, is it, is it, hold on, I need to read this card again. Oh my God. Is it, um, is it both players cannot play that card? I don't know. I, I'd have to look. Um, uh, your opponent cannot act. Oh, so it's just your opponent. Yeah. So if you hit, you know, back when engage was legal, right? You'd hit engage. Yeah. Now, they know. can't cast engage, but you mm-hmm. can. Yeah, which just... is very cool and good. Cool and good and good and cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,. Yeah, I I think this uh, is trying to be taught not to do uh, by even the anime, where in the early portions of it, at least for uh, the original with Kai and Aichi, was the concept of a win- winning image, where they they are told as the audience and Aichi by extension, what is your what do you want to do? How do you want to win? Now build your deck around that, um, which has definitely helped me from. Uh, not making that mistake, but it's still something where you tend to get carried away looking at your, you know, all the pulls you got from a case split or uh, this trial deck in a few packs you bought or whatever. Um, and you go, you know, if I do this with this, I can pull this combo off and that's pretty cool. But all it does is like move some cards around without actually either getting you more advantage or making your board bigger or anything. It's just like, at, at the end, I get to draw two cards, so, you know, uh, that was the thing. And how much those cards matter is also important, too, like, in the context of, like, the game. I mean, it could matter a lot, it could matter a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that, like, I think the first thing that ever, like, for me, I always kind of, like, if I'm building a new deck. Yeah. Like, let's say there's no data on it, there's no, like, starting point, right? Then the first thing I would do is just kind of build, like, the pure that deck like for you know if it were building something like nirvana just put all the cards that care about nirvana in it Mm. and then you'll kind of judge which of those cards are good and which of those cards are not so good um like one card that i I actually think all of the great ones in dragon empire right now are bad (laughs) um i think i think stead is basically like unusable and the 10k booster might be the great best grade one they have (laughs) which is horrific that's right. a little sad. Like yeah. when you say no, 10k booster, you mean the like literally just if when it boost gets plus two, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's literally that, the best. That is arguably the best one because your other option is what be on hit, retire it, get a pers- get a copy of your vanguard. 
but like that card's not even good. It costs a counterblast attack that already CBs a lot. Yeah. And like you just never want to well, have like, to activate. What else are you gonna run? Every other grade one in the deck is less than eight k for some godforsaken reason. So infuriating. Well, at, and at, so... <laughs> at least eight uh, k or at least uh, grade ones don't have ten k shield anymore. So running more grade twos isn't as much of an issue. I, I actually think that the sh lower shield values on basic units kind of recreated the same problem in V, where kind of cards that weren't triggers or PGs were just kind of useless for guarding. But V V was the thing with 10k. Or not V, uh, sorry, not V, uh, G. G, got it, yeah. Um, I thought I said G, but maybe it came out. He said V. It's also like 10.30 at night for him, which, uh, apologies on my end, stuff. Anyway. Yeah. The um, one the one that had the, uh, you know, the G era. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, um, yeah, so you're kind of not ever, like, you just, like, the cards, like, look at Bastion, right? Mm -hmm. if, if if it attacks, you know, with its 30k rear guard, right, then you're sitting there like, okay, well, that's a trigger and a card, or four cards. Yeah. Like, it basically says, like, so every trigger is worth three other cards in guard. Mm -hmm. Which is insane. It's just an insane rate. Right? Like, any hand size, just, it means it's eaten through by like decks like Bastion. It, mm -hmm. It's so funny to me that get, like having something be 10k shield is rare. Like Dark States, it's a dude where you have to counterblast for 5k extra shield, and Trash. that's just a, that's just in the case of someone swinging for I don't know, like what 18. You're like, dude, <laughs> cool, great. I, I, that also means like numbers like thirty three end up being super awkward to guard because it's like two triggers out of your hand. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that'll get fixed as time goes on, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, real I real think, pill to deal with. I I just really hate that like they would like lower shield values but keep the power of like you know the the turn four basically the same. So mm -hmm. basically. You're just expending your entire like you're losing the die roll, right? You're expending so much your hand, even if you're like against Bastion on grade three, they're strong. So if you lose the die roll, you actually lose a lot of tempo there. I think well, there there are some decks that maybe not necessarily prefer to go second, but have an easier time with it. Like Bruce does not like going second. Uh, <laughs> no. Um. Mag wants to go first, but it can deal with going second, okay-ish. Um, I'm not sure about Eugene or Nirvana, if anyone wants to fill that in. Who cares about Eugene? It's the main character! Someone has to care. Eugene is not the main character. Oh, not Eugene, sorry. Nirvana. Brain yeah, Nirvana, Nirvana pretty much lives and dies about how many uh, arcs you draw. Oh. Yeah. And then sometimes you die anyway because you just don't find card the cards you need. Oh. I get the feeling that Eugene Twitter account is going to isolate that uh, audio clip of me saying it's the main character and be like, this is my national anthem. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We can only hope. Um, but uh, what's, what's going to make this even weirder, though, is we were revealed today revealed to us today that Brantgate, Dark States, and Stoikea are getting a third ride line. All of them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting that what we thought was like a fluke in the case of Cater and Dragon Empire because of uh, Dragonic Overlord and Phantom Blaster Dragon, I guess they just kind of healed the breach on that. So now every nation gets three. I figured that was going to be the case, honestly. I thought it was going to be more encounter stuff until you guys, they, one, one of you guys They said, literally said the uh, next encounter cards aren't until March 2022. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. So I thought they were just going to wait till then, you know? <laughs> Oh no, no yeah. that would be I would be really lame. Yeah. Now like I I figured that they were going to bridge the gap as far as like number of ride lines go. Mm-hmm. So what what were revealed to us uh, for dark states we have what appears to be uh, a Tachikaze card. A Tachikaze card that looks like it shop, shops at Hot Topic and a costume store and is like that's what I look like. And uh it says uh, the name is Gluttony Demonic Dragon Greedon, and uh, eat your allies and become more powerful. See, I'm curious about how eating is going to be construed because a lot of the times when we say that, we mean putting it into soul. So, it would, I'm curious like how they're going to handle that because if it's putting it into soul, that would be more interesting because it means things. From Borrow Magnus that care about cards and soul could be playable in this new ride line and vice versa. Mm-hmm. For like if they go into if you put them into your soul or if you have a certain th- soul threshold, which would help bridge the gap between some of these ride lines. I think that is something that James has talked about before. Where right now a lot of the themes are so different that you just kind of end up with the clan system in a different name. Why? Because Barrow cares about number of cards in soul, and Bruce cares about blasting yeah, stuff. Like, or... Yeah, like it might as well just be like like there are a couple cards that could have some crossover, but for all intents and purposes, we basically just have ten clans with the way cards are kind of isolated to a certain play style. So, if they made it so that there was a bit more crossover between the ride lines, that would make the nation concept matter a little more. What we're saying is print more cards like Gungaram. Like, which one? <laughs> yes. The, the like Gungaram. Yeah. Gungaram is definitely a great card. Um, <laughs> although I kind of, it was kind of a pain in the ass that it was a double R because I'd fucking get two play sets of them. Dick. Get bodied. <laughs> you didn't just put them all on the same sleeve and swap them around? Uh, I didn't have the same sleeves at the time of stuff showing up at my door, and uh, I was too goddamn excited, so... Sorry. Uh, and now I'm too lazy, somehow. Because that's how my brain works. Uh, then <coughs> then we have for Brantgate, uh, Gra- Gravidia Nertinger, uh, where it says, Wipe out the opponent's rear guards with meteors. Again, curious to see if that just means retire a bunch of things, or if they're going to come up with another new form of removal similar to prison. <laughs> Yeah, I think it would be interesting if uh, whatever character ends up playing that turns out to be just, like, a corrupt cop, and then it also uses the prison order or something. I think it'd be interesting. Um, it's weird that they're, they're having it be, yeah. like, meteors and yeah. quotes, so... Imagine it. Imagine that that was code for locking, because that... No. I can imagine, like... 
putting a meteor onto a rear guard, and then that, like, locks up the circle. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic, because this thing looks a lot like a deleter. <coughs> yeah. Deleting rear guards. Mm-hmm. With which, a... would just, which would just be putting their power to... That's just zeal. Yeah. Demeteoring. Um, yeah. And then the last one was basically someone tried to draw Maelstrom from memory and almost <laughs> got it right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the skill is... The description is even, like, based on number of attacks. They lit... They ran out of ideas and literally made Aqua Force. Yeah, fried uh, ship dragon, fried bag dragon, which I thought like that they, they were already doing that with Magnolia, where it was you know, <coughs> having stuff attack from back row. But I guess now they're maybe it's going to be more about the position swapping and counting attack numbers for, like you know, if you on wave four, if they bring that back, uh, and they're probably not going to use the keyword wave, even though they technically still have it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wave was such a elegant keyword for what it was. It was just uh, something that ended up uh, being phased out along with everything else. But yeah. so, so good for describing how it, how the effects work. So, rip. Um, what I do hope is that these uh, new ride lines are playing to win and not playing to not lose. <coughs> Where they're just like, we're going to print more ride lines because reasons. And then they just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, I'm ho- hmm? like, like I said, I'm hoping there's enough crossover between the different lines that we could actually... That it could make the nations a bit more generic so that the whole nation system has a bit of merit to it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of cards in these early sets where it's tied to that name, right? Where yeah. that dark... Like, the one that really pissed me off is that Dark States one, where it's uh, you discard a card if you have Baron Magnus to counter charge, and I forgot what the other thing was. Yeah. Um, and I wish it just worked either way, because Bruce could maybe make use of that if it gets more like more counter blast heavy stuff. But uh, I guess they just weren't into it, so they just didn't do that. Um, and I wish they did. Dex, so Dex like. I don't know if you all paid attention to like decks like Bastion, how they were kind of like changing over like the even set one metagame. Yeah. So there was the kind of standard Bastion, which just jammed basically as many grade threes as you could fit in the deck, and then you played like a couple of the like, grade three event that said draw two cards on it, right? Yeah. Uh, people started playing more and more of like different events in the deck. Like there was one event where you can sold blast to grade three to retire uh, a unit and all units in the same column or something like that. Wait. Uh, I don't remember the card specifically. But it's basically like a huge reti- a huge column retire. Yeah. In mm-hmm. So a lot of people started building to kind of that angle because it made some of your matchups a little better. Yeah. Uh, it's probably it's probably all in, in the in the mirror. Wait, where is it? There's a normal order. And and it was like, the, uh, yeah, it was like Soul Blast a grade three and bottom deck. Yeah, something. Choose, one, choose one of your opponent's rear guards. Your opponent puts all of their rear guards in the same column as that rear guard on the bottom of their deck. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't retire it, it just like sends it to the bottom of their deck. Bottom deck it, yeah. You know, effectively gets rid of it for most deck and is probably better than retiring for certain matchups, Zorga. Mm-hmm. Bottom deck is basically, is basically discarding them. Um, so. People have been playing this card, and not only does it help you get the uh, problem regard that you wouldn't normally get rid of, 
uh, it also can quite advantage you in matchups where, uh, you know, any amount of removal will be very, very good. Or, you know, in the mirror, it's probably not bad also. Mm-hmm. So, this is, uh, so this is kind of uh, another one of those kind of weighing the outcomes. Like, so like, I mentioned before that whenever I build a new deck, I always start with kind of like the most like streamlined version of the deck. Mm-hmm. Basically doing little else as possible. Basically everything the deck feeds toward one strategy. Yeah. And with that, you learn what cards are, what cards really add to that, and which cards which don't and how much maneuverability you have. So then you start testing things. You're like, oh, well, what if I don't play these cards that tend to underperform and play some cards that help protect me? So you're like, okay, well, maybe I don't need, you know, every red one drop in Magic, say. <laughs> like, well, what's the problem now? Is that, well, now I'm getting, I need creatures which are larger, and, you know, I need spells to remove those creatures. I need to get through, right? And so you can kind of, like, keep kind of reiterating this process until you find a deck that kind of, like, can play. And obviously some strategies are more straightforward than others, but I think Vanguard is something where every deck is kind of mono-ready. <laughs> yeah. So Everything is what? Everything's kind of, like, mono-red. Yeah. Your goal at the end of the day is to attack your opponent. Whether mm-hmm. or not you want to save up cards and kind of blow up on them, or whether you want you want to start start playing cards immediately that's different based on the deck you're playing. But every deck's goal is to deal six damage to their opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's why I think Vanguard is a bit hard to talk about this with, uh, just because again we don't have the answers. But I think Bastion is actually one of the decks that does have the answers. Yeah. In fact, you have uh, the choice to play this great three order or not. Mm-hmm. Well, I think at the end of the day, when it comes to like, I think at some point you do have to think about not losing in Vanguard, just because. The goal of every deck is to beat face and deal six damage. So, like, obviously you need to think about your win condition first, but at a point, you know, you ha- you're going to have your win condition. You don't need some sort of ridiculous three-card combo just because of how impractical it is. Have you have you all played much, Bastion? Yes. Played against it or played with you, it? With it. Uh, what do you think the lowest performing cards are in Bastion, Rupert? All right, like in, uh, I don't know if you've played the standard list. Yeah, I, well, I started testing down Swing of Justice. Where is my deck box? Hang on. I have to look at the cards I need. Yeah, like, I, I've literally <laughs> never played the deck once, except for one time where I borrowed my friend Edwin's. I, I don't know. I actually think, and this might be a hot take, I think Fasado is a less oh. important card than Refluke. Oh, Absolutely. Like, I was going to say Fasado. Like, I have him in both Hexa Orb and Bastion right now, and honestly, like, one set, two hits for Hexa Orb at least. Fasado is the first thing leaving my deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually think that, obviously, Alden is insane. Yeah. Yes. That card, that card overperforms even when I thought it was already insane. And then I think even if you play, like, the grade one, like, Painkiller Angel, I think the card does a lot of work. Yeah. It helps mm-hmm. with really good numbers and then replaces itself if you need to. Um, I think that the events serve a good purpose of kind of extending the amount of draw twos you have, mm-hmm. and then like. But other than that, I think the Angel and Fasado are kind of like the least performing cards. Yeah, that. like Angel is one of those cards that like you kind of need it because it gives you shield value, but also because it because it is a card that helps you to not lose. You never actually play it as a rear guard. Mm-hmm. So like right I now, I'm discarding it a lot. Yeah, same here. 
Like, I think cards that I find the most important are, like, Dark Strain to get the boost and Alden, obviously. <laughs> and then it's just, like, yeah, Refluke because you need soul. Which Fasado doesn't do a very good job of helping with. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, having played Hexa Orb with Fasado in... Uh, Springfest, I have to say, like, having that many grade threes in the deck really hurt just because I never had enough shield value and I couldn't call cards early, so, like, I think Fasado was kind of a, like, trying, like, a card that was trying to make the deck win where, because Hexa Orb uses so much resources, you want to try and recoup them, yeah. but then, like, runs into the problem of being can't use it early it has no shield value and the only way it helps you win is if you actually hit with it which people will rarely if ever actually let you do yeah well because the, the first thing they see is they go what a thing with resist that gives you resources fuck that thing not letting that hit if i can help it yeah um, <laughs> or and then it, any spare attack they have is going straight for it because why the fuck not especially mm -hmm. in, in a in a deck like uh, or either Cater Sanctuary deck, really, which both have units, or, yeah, units that have counterblast twos, so you want to kind of control that if you can and make it as awkward for them as possible. You want them to, like, be trudging through pudding. Um, yeah, although, like, I think Bastion can kind of cope with it if it starts... Because one of the things about Bastion is because your win condition just requires you to check grade threes a lot, you theoretically have the option of just running Blitz Orders for the defense if you were that desperate for extra shield value. Yeah, if you wanted to. Um, definitely. Like, that it's, is something uh... I've... Because that's the problem I've been having with Bastion right now is just, like, not enough shield value. And I'm thinking, of, like, because Fasado isn't actually adding to my win... My win condition's already set, right? Just jam Alden and then swing for... And then have it swing twice for bigger and bigger numbers. Yeah. So, Fasado doesn't add anything to that, and while the draw two is fairly important for, like, finding other pe board pieces, like replacement Aldens, because people are going to try and kill it, and, you know, just trying to find a bit of shield value, it's like, that's the only thing you spend counterblasts on, though, is just that draw two skill, so... Like, when I think about it like that, I'm like, do I actually need countercharging? Can't I just run blitz orders and have four extra 15k shields yeah and then starting next set you can run another grade three blitz order that is a mm -hmm. uh, 20k shield it's a sublime yeah. will and um, honestly like the double r dragon is kind of interesting it's like i mean counter blast one soul blast one to draw one singular card is kind of expensive yeah but I, it also has the option of becoming a crit beater there might be an argument for playing the 15k blitz order in dragon empire right now despite mm. how awful that feels yeah i mean your grade ones don't matter and like right. it's not the problem i'm having with building overdress in theory is just because i don't actually own the deck right now is just you you need the 10k for from nirvana to gain in pressure in that deck which means running a front row rear guard that doesn't have the overdress keyword feels absolutely awful because you're just giving up a bunch of potential power. 
but they also keep printing non-grade one support units. Oh, just like grade twos that do stuff, and you're like, what are you yeah, doing here? Like, it's just... like, just today, you know, we have Urger, which I hate the way they spelled that. I think that Erger. card's, like, pretty good. Not busted, yeah. but pretty good. It's pretty good, I just don't like its name. Like, Erger... Er I keep wanting Erger. to just say Erger. Just it say just sounds... Yeah, I know, it just sounds silly. But, you know, they have, like, Blaze Fist Monk Damari and Mount Cannon... Which, I mean, Mount, Mount Cannon is bad. Damari uh, is interesting and works well with Urger, but, like, it's also a grade 3, which means you're just giving up a whole bunch of potential power off of Nirvana. Mm -hmm. I just want to see... Uh... The end of the balance. Well, which one? Uh, how so do you, you can actually Urger? go 13, 15... Oh, I found it. I read. Yeah, like 13, 15, 30... 13, 15, 30. No, then you attack the Nirvana to give to bump Urger. Yeah, yeah. So, you can so, go, like, so they want 20s. you to go Damari into Trickstar into Urger. But that's into Nirvana into Urger. Oh, you countercharge with the Urger. Okay. Yeah. So well, that's actually only two CB? Or one, yeah. one CB? That's actually not bad. Yeah. Uh,. Another thing is you could call the... Since it's at the end of battle, you could call Trickstar over Damari. So you could go like 15... You could go like 13, 15, 15, 30, 30. Or 23, 30, 30. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, yeah. You're not awful. It, it, yeah. Cool. Just, it's something to think about. It works. And if you're somehow, for some reason, playing Mount Cannon. But you probably wouldn't want to play this card. Because yeah, no, Mount, it would mean Mount that. Mount Cannon is like... I don't think this that card is works. unplayable. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. they revealed the the cover card for set two today, um, or Virena Elgar, or yeah. Urgar, depending who you talk to, and um, where its effect. We'll cover it more when we go over the set review whenever that happens. But um, it involves a Soul Blast yeah. two to uh, you know do an overdress fine. battle phase. Yeah, it's fine, but uh, that's a lot of Soul Blasting. Um, well, I mean, what the only, there's only one other card that's Soul Blast in the set right now. In the set, maybe, but for the rest of the deck? No, I mean, I mean, like, there's only Virena, which you don't even care if you need to Soul Blast to. Yeah. You can just get the 10k and then just be like, well, but guess I won't retire. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, probably just cut Virena down to, like, one copy to search off your ride line for Urger. Just for the... Yeah, maybe, maybe two, just in case shenanigans occur. Yeah, oh, mm -hmm. Where you take it immediately on damage, although no one just draw it. Yeah, or knowing Matt, he'd take one on damage, draw the other. Oh no, I would just draw it every game. <laughs> six, six card. Um, but uh, yeah, so immediately there there were memes running around for that. Uh, and for, for and Maka needs a blaster vanguard. I'm sad now. I was hoping I could use it for hexa orb. Rip. Um, <laughs> So it, it, immediately people are making memes about that thing from the festival collection that I was making fun of during the roundup, where uh, it, you like put it into soul to give something 5k. And people, I mean, I think uh, that card is still awful. But people are like, oh, you, you need it. You need it for the soul. And uh, You just play the card that goes into soul when you discard it. Yeah, and? Yeah, you don't have to play that shitty 6k grade 1. Yeah, I'm not... You play a shitty 7k grade 1. Mm -hmm. You play a shitty 7k grade 1. Yeah, you, 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 don't, uh, you don't go out with the guy who uh, 
you know, beat you and berated you in front of your family, you go out with the guy who just berated you in front of your family. You know, the less shitty one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if uh, running cards that, like, get sold, because that's, again, a case of just not playing it to not lose. You're making sure that you can do the effects off, but I think if you're smart enough, because soul isn't something the opponent can fuck with yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I am still waiting for a day where they start having cards that, like, take stuff out of the opponent's soul. But uh, so far that seems to be something they haven't done, uh, but I feel like it's out there on the horizon, like uh, like a homeless guy with Venmo. It's it's going to happen. One day I'm going to be, it, he'll be like, do you have change? And I'll be like, no. And he goes, I have Venmo. And you're like, well, fuck. Now <laughs> <laughs> you've, uh, you've best. Sounds very specific. Yeah. You, you've bested me in the field of battle. Somebody t- like another comic told me that that actually happened to him. I'm like, I don't believe you, but I know it's coming. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So <coughs> I guess to, to everyone else, I, I, I have to say, um, how do you, what are your deck building choices where you think to yourself, is this playing to win or is this built to win or built to not lose? Uh, think about that next time you have your deck fanned out on your bed, like I'm about to in about five minutes here, because uh, gotta redo Bruce again. I have an important question. Yes. It is unrelated to the episode, but I want to talk about it. Did you all see Nintendo Direct? Yeah. Did you all see the most important game in Nintendo Direct? Breath of the Wild 2? God, no. Metroid Dread. Oh. Yeah, right. Finally. 2D Metroid in the 2021, the year of our Lord. Right. And it's like continuing from Fusion and not some random reboot. I didn't even realize it was on the table. I didn't even know it was a thing we could we could want. I know, right? I mean, we're still waiting for Metroid Prime 4, but... Oh, I don't know. care about that anymore. I want a 2D Metroid more than I want a 3D Metroid. I just remember that first Metroid Prime where people were like, holy shit, first-person Metroid. <laughs> yeah, and then they made Other M, and people were like, eh, kind of off it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I haven't... Uh, I only watched the, the part for Breath of the Wild 2. What, that means Gross. you also missed... Um, there's another... A WarioWare. That's pretty exciting. Huh. Neat. Wait, last fuck, one. where did I put my hand for... <sighs> last... Last one I played was uh, Smooth Moves on the Wii, a long time ago. Um, but uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the Nintendo Direct or whatever. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram at Nexus at Night, or uh, if you want to support us, Patreon.com/slash Nexus at Night. Thanks again to uh, Darren Cole and Josh. Where can they find you guys? Find me on Twitter at Wiggums Two Gs Two Zs. Uh, you can find me at Plasma Eclipse. And then find me at Atlas Novak Twitter or Instagram. Uh, and uh, thanks to everybody for for listening. I just did two podcasts in a row and I'm tired. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.